The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, thanks so much, folks, for being with us. We're going to get into our main event debate for the night. Before we do, we're going to do something different. In particular, this conference has a sponsor, which is Manifold, who we really do appreciate. Manifold is the online play prediction market. So you don't use any real money. You don't have to risk any of your real money. It's just for fun, like Monopoly money. You can predict anything, including the debates we have for DebateCon this weekend. So what we're going to do is, in order to resolve who is more persuasive during the debate, is we're actually going to do a before and after poll raising your hands. You don't have to vote, but if you happen to lean one way or the other, namely, if you think that Christianity has a better foundation for ethics, even just a smidge, or if it's all the way, then at that point, you'd put your hand up. If you're like totally 50-50, you're like, I, I really, I'm truly 50, then don't put your hand up when we do the poll. And then if you lean towards secular humanism, even a smidge or 100%, you'd want to put your hand up when we give that option. Does that make sense? So we're going to do a percentage basis. So percent at the start of the debate and then at the end. And then for our online audience, we highly encourage you to check out Manifold, which is linked in the description box. You can actually vote right now in terms of who you think will win. In other words, be more persuasive in this debate by clicking on that link right now in the description box. Thanks so much to Manifold for sponsoring our event. And, by the way, last, if you want to vote in person via Manifold, you can actually use your phone camera and use the QR code and actually do that right here if you want to do that vote as well. So with that, I want to say we're going to have Matt going first, but before we do, we're going to do that quick hand vote. If you happen to lean, even sm like a smidge, or all the way towards secular humanism, would you slip your hand up? And then we're going to give Chris a chance to, he's going to vote or uh, count them real quick. Cool. And then if you happen to lean a smidge or all the way, all the degrees in between, toward Christianity, if you'd slip your hand up. Got it. All right, great. So Chris has that recorded, and then we'll resolve the market at the end of the debate. But with that, we're going to kick it over to Matt for his opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. And Matt, the floor is all yours for your opening. Thanks so much, James. And thanks, Andrew, for being here and all of you for showing up. Um, humanism has as its focus the betterment of humanity in this life, while Christianity has as its focus adherence to a God and the disposition of souls in an afterlife. Our best efforts in this life are, according to the Bible, like filthy rags. Our best attempts at righteousness and justice are portrayed as vile and disgusting when compared to a bumbling God constantly failing to get his creation to love and respect him while also prescribing the death penalty for nearly everything. Adultery, blasphemy, breaking the Sabbath, disobedient children, witchcraft, worshiping another God, not being a virgin on your wedding night. Which is better for society? 
Well, I'd say the one that has human society as its focus and isn't so intent on killing humans for not buying into a specific doctrine. Heaven and hell, if they were to exist, aren't human societies. What a god thinks is unknown and irrelevant. There's never been a secular humanist nation, either in a governmental form, which I'm not advocating for, or in a primary philosophical view of the majority of the population, which means we have to look at the ideals between these two positions. Secular humanism has been around for 90 years. In 1933, the first Secular Humanist Manifesto was published. It identified humanism as a religion with 15 points. It was updated 40 years later in 1973 with a lot more information. And then it was incredibly shortened in 2003. In addition to the manifestos, there are organizations like the Council for Secular Humanism, American Humanists, etc. In the first version of the manifesto, it's presented as a religious view where it acknowledges there's no supernatural guarantee of human value. We advocate a heightened sense of personal life and a cooperative effort to promote social well-being. The goal of humanism is a free and universal society in which people voluntarily and intelligently cooperate for the common good. In the Manifesto version 2, 40 years later, this includes a lot more information, short versions. They, they begin by saying those who sign this disclaim that they are setting forth a binding credo. This statement reaches for a vision in time that needs direction. We affirm a set of common principles that can serve as a basis for united action. This isn't a to-do list or a thou shalt or thou shalt not list. We're fine with religion's inspiration, but we're opposed to dogma and authoritarian views that place anything above human needs. Religions don't pass the test of scientific evidence. The promises of immortal salvation or eternal damnation are illusory and harmful. Ethics and moral values stem from human experience, and situational ethics stem from the human need and human interest. Reason and intelligence are the most effective instruments we possess. We are not advocating for the use of scientific intelligence independent of or in opposition to emotion, for we believe in the cultivation of feeling and love. Individuals are precious and their dignity is affirmed. This is important. Us, human beings, affirming the value of individuals and human beings is more powerful than a God affirming it, and it's infinitely more powerful than a human claiming a God affirms this, which is all we appear to have. The third version of the manifesto, in a nutshell, is so short. Whether God exists or not, we have problems to solve. We have to do this without appeals to the supernatural entities or intervention. We must utilize the best methods at our disposal. Reason and science seem to be the primary ones to assess reality and reach conclusions. Justice, fairness, equality, and autonomy are the primary goals. This life, not a hypothetical afterlife, is what we're trying to improve. So what happens when religions control societies and governments, either legitimate or illegitimate? Well, conflicts with other societies and other governments may not have any reasoned diplomatic solution. You need only look to Gaza. But that's Islam and Judaism. Here we have Christianity as a primary and Christian nationalism. Under secular humanism, you get to be a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, gay, straight, socialist, capitalist. You just don't get to impose those necessarily on others through acts of fiat. Not necessarily true with the religions in charge of the government. Mike Johnson's the new Speaker of the House in the United States. He's homophobic as all get out. He's argued to criminalize homosexuality. Homosexualities, by the way, are U.S. citizens with specific rights that he wants to take away. Moreover, he advocates for gay conversion therapy, which is unscientific and torturous, because he thinks 
he can help them pray the gay away, and the gay can be eliminated. He's not anti-gay. He just wants them to cease to exist as gay. They get to keep being human beings. He thinks there's no right to sodomy. Privacy laws don't protect everything, and he thinks that what sort of sex you have it should be his to regulate. Sodomy, by the way, is anal or oral copulation, which I have it on good authority, heterosexual folks engage in as well. 2022, he presented what was called the Don't Say Gay Bill, outlawing any discussion of gender identity, sexual orientation, or related subjects, which was incredibly problematic, because he ignored the, the, what the experts have to say about age-appropriate content and how critical it is, especially for kids under 10, which was his target, to have correct language in order to better report on and about sexual abuse. His policy, if it had been implemented, would have made it more traumatic for kids and more difficult for them to uh, out their abusers and easier for abusers to get away with it. Happily, it failed. In 2015, he blamed abortions and the breakup of the nuclear family for school shootings. He also says the teaching of evolution is to blame for mass shootings because we've taught a whole generation of couple generations now of Americans that there's no right or wrong, that it's about survival of the fittest. And if you evolve from a primordial slime, what is that life of any sacred value? He wants student-led prayer back in school. So, speaker, are you okay with Islamic prayers, satanic prayers, or just particular Christian prayers? He's opposed to the separation of religion and government, sometimes called the separation of church and state. He thinks that the founders only wanted to protect the church from the state and didn't want to protect the state from the church, citing the notorious lying pseudo-historian David Barton um, to support this view. He definitely seeks to impose his views on others. Now, some of you are saying, hang on, he's the Speaker of the House, he's not the Speaker of Christianity, or that's not my type of Christianity. Great. But what is your type? What's your type of Christianity like? Because there's a lot of them. How is it better? And how can we make sure that we get your better version than the one that Mike Johnson wants? He thinks his version's correct. So do you. Countless denominations without consensus. He's already got more power than my opponent has right now. So I don't know Andrew at all. I don't know what, what version of Christianity he's advocating for. I didn't bother to look him up. We literally just met and said hello as I sat down here. Is his version of Christianity better? I really hope so because it'd be hard to get a whole lot worse. But they point to the same book. They point to the same savior, the same history. Liberal and moderate Christians provide legitimacy and cover to hide the fundamentalists and to allow them to engage in Christian nationalism. Secular humanism allows you to be a Christian right up until you try to oppose it on others, and then you get to keep being a Christian. You just don't get to practice it in the way where you're imposing it on others. You can pray, you can go to church, you can tithe, you can worship, gather, share, discuss, convert, vote based on your values. You can vote against your own best interests. I see people doing all the time. You can teach your kids your values under secular humanism. The foundational principles of secular humanism solve conflicts with data, debate, and discussion instead of coercion, conversion, or conquest. There is no secular humanist sect and no denomination of secular humanists that's ever required someone to believe something that is not empirically verifiable that's ever ordered the death of another person, that's ever ordered or acted to act or destroy property of any person or government, that has ever overthrown a democracy to impose a secular humanist regime, that's ever been connected with terrorist cells and activities, that's ever denied freedom of speech or expression, that's ever called for the deaths of people for criticizing secular humanism or any religious view, 
that has ever advocated for or inspired suicide bombers or terrorist attacks. Those things are simply not consistent in any way with the core values of secular humanism. There is no threat to Christians, Jews, Muslims, Scientologists from secular humanism. There might be from scientific skepticism and rationality if you're not able to actually demonstrate the truth of your claims. But life, freedom, and an equitable relationship are the foundations of secular humanism. There is no list of thou shalt not or thou shalt because we recognize that nearly every attempt at such a list fails at some point as we learn more about our world and about getting better at understanding the world better, about doing better, and being better in this life. The goal of humanism is a free and universal society in which people voluntarily and intelligently cooperate for the common good. If you have an objection to that or a better goal, what is it? All right, thank you so much for your introductory statement. Uh, we're going to hand it over to Andrew Wilson for 10 minutes. So thank you for being here, Andrew, and the floor is yours. You're welcome. For those of you who don't know me, my name is <clears throat> Andrew Wilson. I am the host of the one and only Crucible, the fastest growing debate channel on the internet, James. I just, just, just in case you didn't know. Appreciate that very much. Appreciate everybody being here. All of you are way too stodgy in this room, very low energy. Just wanted to let all of you know that. Ladies and gentlemen, of all pronouns, the Z's, the Zers, the Hims, and Hers, I would like to thank you for tuning in today for this exciting in-person conference on Modern Day Debate. My name is Andrew Wilson. Um, <clears throat> there's a few ways this debate can go. The topic is Christian ethics versus secular humanism, which, which has a better foundation. The funny thing is, I already won that topic because as Matt explained to Jay Dyer, he has no justification under the skeptical belief structure to give an accounting for any meta-ethical uh, presupposition he may have. He just kind of grants himself stuff. He grants himself logic, he grants himself reason, he grants himself an entire worldview, even though he's using an unjustified starting position for it. So I'm not honestly all that interested in doing the God Not Real Doe debate, because one, it's boring, and two, it's also really boring. It goes like this. I don't see enough evidence and remain unconvinced there's a God. Then I say, but you use a theistic worldview of justification like there is a God to grant yourself logic and everything else. So instead of that, I'm just going to grant Matt's entire worldview. Two-thirds or more of, the plan of this entire planet are all operating inside of a shared delusion that they were created by a sky daddy who loves him some slavery and murderousness. He thinks it's funny to kind of cosmically with people, that's his deal, kind of his whole thing. That's Matt's worldview. So now Matt's right, and the question becomes, should we let them to continue to believe in this nonsensical Stone Age madness, or do we stop them from engaging in it? My contention is, even if God isn't real at all, that people acting as though he is, is still superior to whatever nonsensical, egalitarian worldview Matt can come up with. See, Matt also just acts as though the things he believes are true. He believes. He believes, he believes, and therefore acts as though logic is real, math is real. Everything is real based on his presuppositional belief that they are real. You see, human flourishing, the cornerstone of Matt's ideology and that of secular humanism, is totally meaningless. Flourishing by whose metric? From my perspective, for instance, attempting to lie to people who claim men can be women isn't human flourishing. From Matt's perspective, it is. Why? 
Why should the collective of humanity lie and say men can get pregnant? Why should uh, they say that men can have periods? Things which are categorically and obviously false. That preserving homosexuality in society is good for human flourishing, even though they are reproductive dead ends. <laughs> and that Western society and egalitarianism is superior to those evil theist society, even though the Western nations can't even reproduce their own populations, but instead have to replace their population with foreigners from those theist nations that can reproduce. Let's start with a basic societal question recently asked of the West, who has now embraced a scientific and non-theistic approach to governing. Super basic question every kindergartner knows. If you don't believe me, go watch Kindergarten Cop. The question posed to the Western nation is, can a man be a woman? Right? To the question of if a man can be a woman, they say the answer is yes. And the way we will decree they can be a woman is by simply saying that woman now means male. Problem solved. Thank you, secular humanists. Thank you so much. Nope, not kidding. Why, you ask, would people be this over-the-top stupid? Well, it's simple. The good is the good, man. We have to do what's good for human society and human flourishing. And if you don't call these deranged lunatics something they obviously aren't, they might self-terminate. So in order to avoid that, we need to make everybody on planet Earth lie to them. This is human flourishing. Just... Redefine shit, pretend it's true. How laughably absurd this worldview is. Matt will often say, I remain unconvinced. Well, Matt, I'm also going to use your standard. I need for you to 100% convince me beyond a shadow of a doubt that males can have babies. What's the answer going to be? No, Andrew, you big stupid. Males can't have babies. Men can have babies. Because we just define man to include females, dummy. Well, <clears throat> Matt, I remain unconvinced. I'd like Matt to convince me that if you are a male and you are having sex with another male, which would not be allowed in my version of a secular humanist worldview, how is it that you're not just basically having sex with a guy with a wig on? I really want to know the answer to that question. Not just me, but all rational people who aren't lunatics also want to know why it's ma'am isn't a complete and total crock of garbage. Because I remain unconvinced that it isn't a total lie and that these people don't just pervert the language to include their own perversions and then add human flourishing at the end. Matt has said he wouldn't make a law stopping nine-year-olds from having sex with each other. Not kidding. Now, I know this is going to sound a little bit totalitarian, but I would in fact create laws that made it a crime for a nine-year-old to have sex with their nine-year-old. I would hold the parents criminally liable for allowing this to happen in my evil authoritarian society where I don't even let nine-year-olds have sex or the parents go straight to jail negligence. Now, I think that's better for human flourishing. I think maybe parents would be far less likely to let their nine-year-olds do that if they went to jail. Stupid me. Next, I would in my authoritarian society decree that all simulated sex acts in public were criminal offenses and would make sure that all people went to prison for the crime of indecency, which doesn't assist with human flourishing, and I'd like to know why I'm wrong. Secular humanism can basically be whatever the hell you want it to be. It doesn't really need the principle of freedom or the starting axiom of freedom and peace in order to postulate whatever it wants. It's sloganeering. They're slogans. They don't mean anything. Okay, why do nine-year-olds need to be able to have sex in order to advance humanity? Why do we need to lie about a person's sex in order to advance humanity? Why are these things necessary for human flourishing? Why are decency laws bad? 
Why would Christian ethics stop flourishing when the theist mandate is to reproduce, reproduce and the secular mandate is let's just all have sex and have fun, bro? That sounds way worse for human flourishing. In fact, I would say not reproducing is the worst possible thing for human flourishing because if there's no humans, how do you flourish? So I guess, in essence, step one, I remain unconvinced. Step two, I need to be convinced so I am no longer unconvinced. And step three, but God not real dough doesn't matter here. I've already granted it to still demonstrate just how stupid this ideology actually is. With that, I'll yield my time and I'm happy to get into it. Hey, James, <coughs> I just sent you a message. All right. We are going to kick it into an open discussion, so uh, 50 minutes, and uh, let's kick it. No, I don't think so. I'm not going to sit here and dignify the preparation that I went through and what people were here for. You're so indignant. Keep interrupting me. I, I am. Okay. You're so indignant. Would man. the moderator like to step in so that I can finish oh, what I'm oh, saying? Please, Matt. Please. How dare someone have an opposing worldview? I'm not going to sit here and dignify what was supposed to be a debate about Christianity versus secular humanism, which one's better for the world. Yes. With someone who clearly showed up with an agenda that has nothing to do with that. I just like Someone who refers to trans people as deranged lunatics who will self-terminate if you dare to question them. How am I wrong, Matt? Someone, someone who misrepresents a quote from a debate where I said I wouldn't make a law about nine-year-olds having sex being legal with respect to the nine-year-olds, not that I was in any way in favor of it and that I was actually opposed to it, which I addressed during that debate. But moreover, this is not remotely an honest interaction on the front of whether or not secular humanism is valuable. Because this, when he presented his position here, has nothing to do with secular humanism. From the get-go, it's all about me. Matt thinks, Matt thinks, Matt thinks. I'm given what Matt thinks, what Matt thinks, what Matt thinks. Matt's position, it's Matt's position. I came in with the secular humanist manifestos. I came in with positions that aren't just my, that aren't merely my position. Oh, well, as long as multiple people hold the position, it this makes This guy's it valid. not serious, and I'm leaving. James, if you want a refund, you Well, good know. day, sir. And I'll cover your refund, Mr. Cool. Matt. He just said he'd cover my I refund. I would cover his refund. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. No, I'm not going to dignify a debate with someone who walked in to trash talk people and be smug, and all of the things that he's being right now. He's already said he will cover my expense. You don't have anything to worry about. This debate is over. Goodbye. Goodbye. Jackass. <laughs> did, you call, did, you, did you call me a jackass, Matt? Well, you and your husband have a good day, Matt. Uh, <laughs> have a wonderful day, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was fine. I mean, if you're going to take a parting shot, I will too, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. No, your parting shot's correct? <laughs> oh, man. Tough, cr tough crowd. Tough crowd. No, you guys got to cover your own costs. Sorry. So, I agree that what Andrew said wasn't helpful in that. Well, hold on. Just let me actually talk. 
is like I'm already addressing it, so, and you want to interrupt me still? Really? Yeah, self-control, please. So, is Andrew like when you call people lunatics? It like that does come off as the presentation of a correct worldview. So, uh, but I at the same time I can't help that Matt left. Like I would like Matt to refute and explain to Andrew like, hey. Here's why calling people lunatics isn't an argument, and this is intellectually lowbrow. But I can't help that Matt left. I'm sorry about that. So uh, if you want to email me, I'm at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. I even give you my number if you want to email me first and we can talk. But I think we'd agree that you know calling people names isn't an argument, and it's lowbrow. I didn't call anybody any names. At the same time, my preference would be that Matt would kind of explain that for the internet to see. Like, I think that's why we hosted these debates, is if there are bad arguments, that they'd be exposed to the world, like rebutted and exposed to the world. But I, I can't help, I can't make Matt do something. So I am sorry that we don't appear to have a headline debate tonight. Do we still have the Q&A? <laughs> you want to ask Andrew questions, do you? Uh, if you guys would... In spirit of debate, you guys want to ask questions, eh? If you guys would like to engage with Andrew in challenges calling people lunatics, I am open to that, if you guys would like to. Go ahead and get it. Well, I, I, we do need to have you speak into the mic, though. Yeah, as I say, we can have somebody speak in the mic, unless... All right. It's on you, buddy. So it seems like you lost the debate. It seems like you didn't have an argument to begin with. So I'd like to know... So where's because your, I fled the debate stage. Yeah, where's your like degree in psychology to understand these like concepts? Do you, you need a degree in psychology to, to know what a man and a woman are, sir? Well, apparently you need. <laughs> Hold on. Just kidding. Like, I'm serious. I'm going to toss people if this gets out of hand. Seriously, I don't care. I will carry you out myself. So keep self-control. Okay, Andrew, you have to let them ask. Okay. Okay, fair Including enough. Including me. Like, for, so for what? You have to let them actually ask their questions. Like, okay. That's fair. Okay, fair. Go ahead. Probably per being personal. Um, so I didn't hear an argument against secular humanism. I'm not necessarily uh, on board with everything with the secular humanist manifesto. What specifically about the manifesto that he talked about do you find troubling? It's all lies. It's literally based on non-reality being subjectively interpreted as whatever you want. You can make bold claims. Specific, please. I'm specific. giving you a specific one. If you, sir, believe that a man can be a woman and you can think that you can gaslight the entirety, are you going to let me answer the question or no? Go ahead. If you want to try to gaslight the entirety of humankind, that this falsehood actually exist in descriptive reality and then say, well, that's science. If we rule with science, we rule with our mind, we rule with our brain. That's absurd. It's absurd. How in the world can you want a doctrine like that to run your life? How? Where is that in the secular humanist manifesto? <laughs> there, he has no descriptor for what is true. He has no justification for truth. Because he has no justification for truth, they can make up whatever they want as being a truth claim. In this case, they make up what is a man and what is a woman. Do you understand? Yes, yeah, so you're making the presuppositional argument that you have to ground all beliefs <laughs> in your belief in God. Which, which is I what also you're made that argument. Doing. 
I conceded his entire worldview to ask him one descriptive claim about reality, and he got so upset about the descriptive reality claim, he fled the room. Well, you're being personal about it. Uh, what was personal? When did I name anybody? Your, 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 close, your closing statement as he walked out, I hope you and your husband have a Oh, you mean after he called me a name? Which was very personal. When he called me a name first. Yeah, so you're insulting his partner along with him. No. Why not, if he's insulting you, why don't you just direct the how can it, How can it be an insult if I'm giving you a descriptive, real, true statement? That's a real, true statement. How could you be insulted unless you know it's a lie? How? All right, next one coming in. Good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Andrew, I, um, I'm, I'm pretty religious myself. Um, I, I tend to keep to myself. Uh, but uh, one thing that I've always been listening to, or I can't really say the, the verse really well. I don't really remember it by heart, but it's had something to do with along the lines of uh, don't give uh, swine, or don't give pearls to swine because they wouldn't know what to do with it. Not to call anybody who doesn't, believe in religion. I think you just called the whole I audience swine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not, 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 oh, that's just what the, that's just what the, yeah, I, I think know. that's just what the quote was, uh, basically saying don't, uh, you know, push and try to convince someone if they're like unbelievers or they don't believe, um, you know, so what kind of gets you fired up and want to try and uh, tell them, you know, your position, you know? So my position has a requirement in truth. It's one of the commandments of Christianity. It's one of the four things that we should focus on is what is true. And yet people make these descriptive, ridiculous descriptive claims and expect us. Look at how pissed off some of these people are. Because I told the truth. What in the world did I say that was not true? Nothing. There was nothing I said which is untrue. And yet they're still that upset. Over what? Because they, they don't have truth. There is no truth on their side. It's all a bunch of lies and a facade. And so when you tell them what's true, they malfunction. They go into NPC mode. <laughs> I was told man could be woman. It's insane. They can't. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, I just think that like uh, that cannot go like hand in hand. Like religion and secular humanism can go hand in hand if like you kind of just like, you're not totally right, you're not totally wrong, but you know. We're in America. You can live the way you want. I do have, you know, I do have a personal problem when you try to force it, regardless if it's, you know, religion or um, secular humanism. When you try to force your beliefs and tell them, like, oh, you're a bigot if you don't believe this, or you're delusional if you don't believe this and stuff. But you know, it's just uh, let's all get together, be friends. You know, I'm not adverse to people having. The most radical for me worldviews on planet Earth. I debate with them all the time professionally. Okay? All the time professionally. Talk to them from all over the world. I don't run away from their views. I don't run away if they say they're mean. I tangle with them and their ideology and I destroy it because it's wrong. It's a wrong ideology. Matt knew what was coming. The next thing was just a simple question and it would have led, unfortunately for him, to a place that nobody likes to go because Societally, it's become uncomfortable to tell the truth. And his ideology clearly promotes the discomfort in telling the truth. There is truth. There's objective truth. Like, at what point are we going to decide, um, you know, that a 400-pound guy is skinny because he says he's skinny? Like, there's, come on. At some point, you ha we have to use what he calls rationality and reason, right? All right, next question. Hey, Andrew. Uh, so 
you just mentioned truth 80 times. It's true, it's true, it's true. Can you describe to us your process for finding truth in this I, instance? Yeah, so the same as all Christians. We gain truth through divine revelation, the belief in God, church history. We have <clears throat> all sorts of different metrics that we can use, which I'm happy to get into with somebody. During a debate, could have brought all those things up. I would have been happy to go through each one of them. And absolutely, we can use these descriptors for what is true. But even in the comments, I don't think you and I would disagree in just the way that we kind of look at things, what might be true or not true. You know, I think we can both look at a tree, for instance, and say, you know what? That's a tree. The problem is when somebody goes, no, it's not, man, it's a rock. And I get, no, wait, that's, no, it's not. You know what I mean? And they try to gaslight you into believing that it is. That's insanity to me. To me, that stuff is insane. It's just pure insanity. One of the, one of the ways that you mentioned that you, you find truth is through divine revelation. Mm -hmm. If two people have conflicting divine revelation, how would you find truth between them? Yeah, so that's a good question for Protestants. So Protestants, for instance, I asked the Protestants the same exact question. If you're imbued with the Holy Spirit, and you're imbued with the Holy Spirit, and you're both reading the same passage, and you come up with completely different answers to what that passage means, how do you know who's telling the truth? How do you know which one of you is right? So it's the same exact criticism that I have. Luckily for us, we have church history. How you find truth. We have church history and apostolic succession. So we actually know what the Bible says right from the very beginning through apostolic succession. We don't have any disagreement because we yield to the authority of the church who's in universal agreement. Except based on interpretation. And you've oh, different based, based, on, based on interpretation. Yeah. Okay, so what is the interpretation that you think that my church holds that you disagree with? I, I don't know what specific beliefs. Well, then you why have. would you I even just... open your mouth about it? It makes no sense. I'm, I'm good. Thank All right. You. Another question from Ozian. Come around there, Just buddy. a final question. Um, so what's it, is it true that the topic today was will secular humanism beat Christianity or was no. it about transgender? No. The topic today was secular humanism versus Christian ethics. Christians have an ethical duty to tell the truth. And they, the secular humanist, does not. As I just demonstrated live to everybody, they have no, absolutely no, duty to tell anybody the truth about anything. None. Well, I think everybody can see on screen what the debate topic is and what he said was not the truth. It says, no, 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 that was not the debate topic even just an hour ago. Even just an hour ago, that was not the debate topic, so. To be fair, that is a question, yeah, regarding to the debate, but yeah, we will carry on the questions there. Given that this clearly wasn't the topic and you've been bodied on the issue before, including by nominal Naomi a year ago, why not get on a new topic instead? Okay, so first of all, I, I literally went through and said, these people have no justification for their beliefs at all. Should have gone after that. I went on to further explain, here's how I can demonstrate that they have no justification for any of their claims. Here's how I can demonstrate they don't have truth on their side. Because I can show an example in real time of these people completely and totally lying to you. Totally lying to you. And so many of you in the audience are like, how dare you? I'm not saying anything incorrect here. You're being lied to. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. We have to make sure that you're speaking into the mic or otherwise the online audience. 
that's not how myself or the commenters on those videos are. Well, nominal Naomi got obliterated on that topic. And if you'd like the video evidence, I've got seven times the views that nominal Naomi had. And nominal Naomi backed out of a second debate with me. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. <laughs> Do we have any other questions from anybody in the chat? Or our, our, our audience here at the chat? See, I'm still in moderation mode. My brain's gotten fried from all the traveling, and that just happened. So that's a little bit exciting, isn't it? Well, we are sorry, of course, that uh, things didn't go to plan. Uh, not sure if anybody's got some questions in the live chat or if anybody wants to come forward for more questions. But uh, if not, then we'll wrap it up, I think, uh, at this point. If you had anything else you want to say there, James? Uh, well, you do have the poll. We do have the poll. That is correct. Okay. All right. So if you if you are no longer neutral, but you were earlier, but now you're like, well, I lean this way now. You can vote now <coughs> if you're if you didn't vote earlier because you were a neutral. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. So show of hands. Um, who here has been swayed by the secular argument? Well, and and was secular coming in? Let's see those hands. We'll take the ones that were secular, or if you changed your mind, leave it down. That's fine. No, that's fine. I mean, I thought I thought we were going to try to figure out who's actually swayed here, so we need everybody. If anybody hands go up that didn't go up for the other side last time, then we'll know. And have you been swayed by the arguments for Christianity? Let's see a show of hands. Okay. We got those results. And also, uh, if you're watching online, you can uh, vote on our poll there. You can see that it's shifting ever so back and forth as uh, people are placing their bets and votes. So uh, we're going to close that out in a second. And uh, thanks, everybody. One thing I do want to do is, in case there are any online questions, if, if oh. people are interested in hearing any of it. Sure. Did you guys want to? Yeah, let's do that. Where is my phone? That's a good question. <laughs> I, need, I need my device to uh, pop these up, guys. There it is. Oh. Bear with me there, live audience. We've had a little a little mishap here. It's not going entirely to plan, but we're we're making it work, all right? Yeah, I got the fan chats here. So just give me a second and we'll read some of those out. If it loads. But if I got the mic. Oh you want the mic? No. So I do think I mentioned, Andrew, that uh, not only is it like intellectually lowbrow, but as a fellow Christian, calling people lunatics, it doesn't seem productive. So for me as a Christian, like I have to say that I trusted you as a fellow Christian. And when you call people lunatics, you can see why I'm kind of like, okay, this is novel. Now, is it true that online, sometimes there are, you could say, uh, I don't want to paint with broad brushstrokes, there are some pockets of secular people that might say, like, oh, Christians are delusional. And that's, I get how that's, like, basically them calling them lunatics. I'm not painting with broad brushstrokes. That's pockets of secular people. So, but in either case, I think we both agree, like, calling a, someone a lunatic or calling them uh, delusional, whatever it is, whatever insult it is, like, it's not fruitful. It's, you know what I mean? It's not edifying. It's not spiritually, like, encouraging someone or building them up. So for me as a Christian, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm just like, why, Andrew? Because it's true, James. I can understand if you come. <laughs> That's why, because like, it's, it's true. But That's we, why. 
so but like I said, in terms of the barbed approach, though, is that there are some Christians that have conservative theology, including me, mm -hmm. uh, that will come on and, you know, they'll state what they believe, but they won't go further to offend. I mean, for example, like the gospel, like we know what that means, like mm -hmm. this idea that Jesus died on the cross for people, that's already offensive. And so like... It, which I don't mind, you know, if people right. are offended by that, I don't mind. They can take all of our is... symbols, destroy them, take them out of everywhere. They can go online. They can deface our Lord. They can do any horrible thing to us that they can possibly imagine. But lo and behold, we tell the truth. Why, I mean, why, allow, why allow us to do that? Why allow us to do that? That's, that's uh, where we should draw the line. I've said my piece. I'm going to, you do have objections from online. So, uh... Some of these might be for Matt, in which case Matt obviously is not here to respond. So I'm not going to read if, it, if it's for Matt because I don't want to. I don't want to read something he can't respond to. This one is from. Let's see. Actually, a lot of these are more. More of these are uh, from Matt than I expected. Let's see. Study. Let's see. Uh, I'm an Orthodox Christian. I don't think the questions that we have from online are uh, a substantive or related. So, if anyone has questions in the in-person audience, otherwise, I think that's go ahead. Yeah, I'll take it on over. All right, over to you. Yeah. Do you think that Jesus Christ would be proud of your behavior tonight? I think that anybody, anybody who values truth at all of any kind would not have a single dispute with what I said, which is just objective reality, descriptive objective. It's no different than me saying the paint's white. Like, do you think Jesus Christ would be okay with you saying the paint's white? Yeah, it, it, dude, it's just objectively true. But if you're like a prick about it, I mean. <laughs> I, I started, so, so it started as me being the prick. I didn't call anybody a jackass. I didn't personally insult Dillahunty. He didn't say a word about anything about Dillahunty related at all. There was nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Hi, Andrew. Hello. This is less of a question and more of a statement as a follow-up to what his question was. Make sure it has I can't loads help. of unrighteous sorry, 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 sorry. I'm trying to ask a question. Give me the most amount. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to ask a question. Yeah, make sure it seeds so, and drips. I, I do remember Jesus saying something like, the least you do to my people, you do to me. Mm -hmm. so, I, so, the least, so I told him the truth then? <laughs> That's... That's what Jesus would be bad at. Uh, so I am curious uh, on your perspective of how far is is too far. Like, uh, for example, like I go to a lot of like comic conventions and stuff, and uh, I all the time I always see like a group of Christians always saying, "You guys are worshiping idolatry. Y'all are going to hell." And I myself am, am pretty religious, but I just go there for fun. Uh, would you? I mean, they may or may not, by their perspective, they're telling the truth, but many others might not believe that, but 
I, I guess the question is how far is too far? Like, would you well, I think that was of... just walking over to him and saying, do you think a rock is a rock and a tree is a tree is too far? I don't think that's too far. I think that walking over to him maybe and making threats or trying to do horrifying things to them, I think that's too far. But I think asking a basic question or saying something that's descriptively true, like thing X is thing X and thing Y is not thing X, I think that that's fine. Why would they get a, even get upset about it? Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's it's like going out of your way. I mean, for some people, it's just a hobby, you know, creating something and just enjoying the time. And then having someone on a megaphone just saying, you guys are all going to hell because y'all are dressing up. I mean, if that's the case, you know, everyone who dresses up for Halloween would go to hell. I mean, mm -hmm. people who dress up as Santa Claus during Christmas time, they should go to hell. And the, the, pretend inside your scenario for a second that you disagree with these people. And so they get a, represent, a representative for them, one of the best representatives for their ideology they possibly could. And then they set up some kind of like area where that representative and then a representative from the other belief were able to go. And there was like some guy who was like moderating it. And then both of them could hash it out and determine who was right. Like, what if we had that? What if we had a situation like that? But then still somebody could become so offended right just by a claim against their truth value that they run off why would you believe them why would you believe them integrity what what about it is integrity to lie to people what's in, what's integral about that you just lied about he he listed it right there the the 9 year old thing that you commented oh no on. would you like to see the video yeah i'd love to i have Please it queued right here seen the video you're wrong okay what did he say he made the argument that he would not be in support Sorry. Come on over. <laughs> Come on over. He very plainly stated, I, I think it was with uh, Hikikachu, is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was in a discussion with Hikikachu where Hikikachu goes, goes off and is like, you said something that he clearly didn't say. He was making the claim that uh, you have claimed that it's perfectly fine for nine-year-olds to hook up. This was not the case. No. Not even close. He was, this was in the debate with Daniel where he got up and got in Daniel's face or kind of did. Also, also, sorry to interrupt, but out of the two of them between Daniel and Dillahunty, who do you reckon is more in favor of fucking kids? I have no idea. I don't pay attention to <laughs> Daniel. But in the Daniel, in, the, in that particular debate to respond, here's what actually happened. And I'll bet you, I'll tell you what, if I'm wrong about this, I will personally send you $50. Personally. Here's, here's what actually happened. What actually happened was he said, yes or no, Matt? Yes or no, Matt? Is it okay? No. Or would you make laws? Sorry, he says, would you make laws? Would you make a law saying nine-year-olds couldn't have sex with each other? By the way, that's what I referenced in here too. Would you make a law saying nine-year-olds can't have sex with each other? And he said, if I have to do the yes or no thing, then no, I wouldn't make that law. That's what was referenced. That was what was referenced. And what was the follow-up? What was the follow-up? Tell me. He, he said, oh, he said that he didn't um, support nine-year-olds having sex. But even you, even you said a similar thing when you were talking with Matt. You said you would hold the parents negligent. And the children. So, so you would put nine-year-olds in jail. You wouldn't put them in jail. Then you don't hold them criminally responsible as nine-year-olds. So you don't support criminal Stop. laws for nine-year-olds. What you're saying here is not whether or not and by the way, you can be, you can have a criminal law where nobody goes to jail. What are you talking about? Do you think, even <laughs> under Christian ethics, No, do you no, no, respond to my first, stop. I've, I've answered okay. your questions. Answer one of mine. 
do you have to go to jail when you're held criminally liable for something? We do not. No, you do not. <laughs> no. We, no, you do not. No. We do not hold children criminally liable, mm -hmm. even under Christian ethics. I think right. it's 13 years so old. So it passes correct? over to the parents. The parents go to prison for negligible, okay, for being so negligible. You, even you agree with Matt that you would not hold the children themselves criminally liable. Well, if you, you can show the me the clip of Matt saying the parents should go to jail for the kids having he the sex, was, I'd love to hear it. He was not asked that question. Yeah, but what do you think he would say if he was? I don't know. Right. Well, you he could have asked. He could have. He could have responded. He said he doesn't support it. He says, you took me out of context. Why didn't he contextualize it? We could have got into it. And, and I may be, I may agree with you that maybe the criminal, the parents Why? should be held responsible for what the kids Why do. Why get mad at me? I didn't leave the debate. Well, you, you, you oh, went off I knew what I was doing. First of all, first of all, I was correct about what he said. I, I was correct about what he said. That's what he said in that inter in that exchange. Later, you say you were correct. Yes, I was correct. If we're going to keep having back and forth, we're going to have to you, come on up. We just had this discussion with you, mm -hmm. and you maintain that you're correct. Not only am I correct, but unabashedly I'm correct. Yes. And that it was a good idea mm -hmm. to make that misrepresentation, not only in front of It wasn't a misrepresentation. It wasn't a misrepresentation. That's his exact words. You say he clarified later, but even the clarification does not get to the heart his of what words, I responded though. to, which is the negligence that you would hold the parents to. If you wouldn't make a law saying right. nine-year-olds so can't do Dilla this. So if you and Dillahunty agree... How do you know we up? agree? It sounds like you do. Well, okay, tell me. Tell like, us. Oh, the parents should tell the audience how we agree. You just made the claim mm -hmm. that the parents should be held accountable, right? Sure. Dillahunty would believe. I, I can only How do we know? That. He's not here. Just based on <laughs> past comments. Oh, based on past based comments. Based upon what was said at the time, oh. I would suspect, can't speak on his behalf, but would suspect that he would make the claim that, uh, yeah, parents should be held accountable if there's some sort of negligence. Well, I can't argue with happen, what you right? suspect, unfortunately. Oh. I could have argued with his actual position, but he left. What do you think his actual position I think was that though? he would say no, that he would not actually criminalize the parents, even for two consenting nine-year-olds to have sex. That's what I believe he would say. Okay. Since if two nine-year-olds, if two nine-year-olds, I think in his worldview, were to do that deed, I do not think that he would hold the parents criminally responsible for that. No, I don't think he would. Okay. Um, I cannot possibly fathom why you would bring it up at all. Because he said if it. If that was your contention, because that is so far from a big issue that might have to do with secular humanism. Well, next time you can do the debate. Given that that seems <laughs> to have some particulars around whether or not, oh, should the parents be held responsible? To what extent were the parents involved mm -hmm. and so forth? Because uh, muddy. It's not money. I'm trying to figure out why exactly it is that you would bring it up at all, except for the express purpose of misrepresentation. What did Christian nationalism have to do with the debate then? I'm sorry? What did Christian nationalism have to do with the debate then? Christian nationalism. Yeah, he brought up Christian nationalism and went off about a congressman, or I'm sorry, someone who's going to be the Speaker of the House. He went off on that for like, I don't know, five oh. minutes. Yeah, because this is an ethic that's being brought forward oh, by people who consider themselves I see. to be Christian. So, I see. So if you have some different ethics from that, which uh -huh. I know that you don't, if you have some different ethics from that system, mm -hmm. maybe you can present them to like us. Like I just did. And explained 
emphatically that we value truth and that I don't believe that under his system they do. It he like he brought up truth. as an example an institution or the formings of an institution, Christian nationalism, to criticize as an argument, as an example of something he would be contrary against. I brought up similar examples the other direction. I didn't flee when he criticized Christian nationalism. I didn't run out of the room when he criticized my worldview. I didn't do any of those things. I'm trying to figure out how your idea of truth is different from your opinion backed up by an all-powerful friend who knows everything. And I granted <laughs> that even if my opinion was nothing more than me appealing to Sky Daddy, then it's just subjective relativism and is every bit as it's valid as his. subjective relativism. Your moral system isn't subjective. It isn't objective. Right. It is dependent upon command. Right, but let us assume for a second that I grant you that I'm just living under a delusion. And the delusion is that I believe in a sky Wrong fairy right and I'm totally delusional about the entire thing. If Agreed. that's true, even if that's true, then still from a subjective relativist position, it's just as valid as their position. It's just as valid. So if it's just as valid and I just say something to him like, well, I don't believe in that shit, just based on whatever my own opinion is, how's it less valid than his? Subjectivity and objectivity are not operating in the same way as taking divine command uh -huh. as the basis of your information. Yeah, I granted that already. And moral system. Yeah, I granted it. I'm not sure how it is you can claim that there's some sort of... Let's pretend that I made up an entire ethical system and just said there was a God I didn't even believe in. Someone did. Let's just say that, okay? Let's just say that that's true. It's just as valid as whatever relativistic bullshit this guy comes up with. Same. Just I'd as valid. I'd like to see some evidence for you to back up <laughs> that your system is just as valid as somebody who's basing their ethics and what, or their information what kind on of like, objectivity. Right. What kind of empirical evidence do you think we could demonstrate? Like, could we maybe I don't measure? Think you have any. Could we maybe measure like the objective truth of things? Like, would we start there? Would we start we with could. what you we think won't. might be true? <laughs> we could. We could. You won't. I did. I don't think so. I did. I granted his worldview, and acted as though I was a secular humanist who just decided that I believed in these views because I thought they made more sense. Beneficial versus valid. You're saying your view is valid, but is it beneficial? Is it useful? Does it have utility? Yes, I think it's maximum utility to not lie to people. I think that that has the maximum utility. I think it has maximum utility not to hold people emotionally hostage and tell them that we will self-terminate if you don't validate an identity you know is a lie. That is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, do you have positive relationships with your family members? <laughs> like, I'm just asking, like, do you have people that love you in your life? I don't. It's a sad tale. Okay, well, yeah. then I can understand your worldview it's better a sad, it's, a sad, it's a sad tale. Well, we got another one. I just will note that when we took the second vote, at least one person that voted for the Christianity worldview, mm -hmm. did not vote the second time. Oh, well, then I guess in the opinion of the biased people in the room, then that means I lose then. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I, I stormed out. I got up and ran out. I fled the debate. I was unwilling to engage. It was all me. It's all my fault. You lost without even having to. Right. What a bunch of cope. What a bunch of cope. Hanging out? No. I think we're done with the guy.
Anyone? All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, James, did you want to make any other announcements? Anything you want to say before we close off for the night? Of course. I think you guys know that it is daylight savings tonight. So if you are coming back tomorrow, do be sure to set your clocks or just have an idea of what time it is. That way you show up on time if you are coming back. Tomorrow, our first debate, which will be at 10.30 in the morning, Destiny and Leo. Leo right here. Thanks, Leo. And I want to say thanks for coming out tonight. I wish it would have gone differently, but like I said, I can't force somebody to do something. So thank you guys for your support. Thanks for being here. Hope to see you tomorrow. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.